Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven, and I am here all alone this evening. Uh, Jerry is down with the flu, so just me today. Uh, but we're going to preview this Panthers-Seahawks game. Uh, Panthers traveling to Seattle. Week 14. Week 14. 14 of 18. Unless the Panthers can make the playoffs. Uh, playoff hopes took a little hit on Monday night with the Buccaneers somehow coming back and beating the Saints. That was the Saints game to win. They had it in the bag. Mark Ingram stays in bounds on that uh, fourth quarter towards the end of the game play and they win. He decides to go out of bounds because he didn't want to get hit, unfortunately. He was a little banged up. I mean, you know, made a business decision, but turned out to be the wrong decision because they end up losing the game. Uh, Saints could have been right there too. I mean, you know, if the Saints win that game, then pretty much everybody is max a game out of first place. Now the Bucks are two games up on the Panthers. Uh, Panthers sitting in third place, but... <clears throat> It's going to be a little harder. Uh, that being said, I think if the Panthers win out, they still make the playoffs probably pretty easily. So, well, you know, it's not over yet, guys. Uh, looking like the Panthers are probably out of the race for a top draft pick, like a top three draft pick or something like that. I think they're just, I think under Wilkes, they're too good, honestly. Um, they probably would have had like the second pick if rule would have stuck around but uh you know at this point we're just kind of focused on hoping to make the playoffs uh you know as a podcast not i'm not part of the team but uh that's where we're putting our focus is on hopefully hoping the panthers can win uh these next five or six games or four or five games and you know get to the playoffs um but so we're going to talk about panthers seahawks today uh, we're going to get a little bit of news first, and there is some news, uh, obviously big news. Baker Mayfield, who the Panthers traded for uh, right as training camp was starting, essentially, uh, has been released. They cut him on Monday, I believe, and he was claimed by the Los Angeles Rams yesterday, Tuesday, uh, who had the fourth waiver priority, so... Apparently, they were the only team that put in a claim for him, which I find kind of surprising. I thought, you know, you could have San Francisco put in a claim for him. Um, I mean, just teams that are maybe even looking at next year at a quarterback uh, or even a backup quarterback. He only costs like a little over a million dollars for the rest of this year. So it seems like to me like a lot of teams could have kicked the tires if he would have gone unclaimed he would have ended up somewhere i'm sure but the rams definitely a team that needs a quarterback he could even start this week like it's going to be going to be interesting to watch but you now the rams have a lot of uh primetime games or nationally televised games i should say over the next few weeks so we're going to get a lot see a lot of baker mayfield potentially uh whether that's good or bad i don't know probably bad but We'll see. Maybe he balls out in Los Angeles and just wasn't a good fit here. Is it a surprise that the Panthers moved on from Baker during the season? I mean, if you're asking, you know, back in August, even September, I think all of us would have been shocked to know that at right at the beginning of December, he's no longer on the team. Uh, 
it, we might have thought it was some sort of behavioral thing because that was what we had heard coming out of Cleveland all these years was that he was just a bad teammate, bad locker room guy. Seemed like that wasn't the problem here. Seemed like he was very, very uh, well-liked in the locker room. Um, just wasn't doing it on the field. He was bad. He was terrible, honestly. Uh, you don't invoke the name Jimmy Clausen a lot when you're comparing quarterbacks uh, for the Panthers, but he was Jimmy Clausen level bad. I mean, go look at the stats. Go look at Jimmy Clausen's stats. Like, it, there's not a lot of difference there. Um, and the Panthers wouldn't. They couldn't win with him. Really, you know, they've won more with uh, PJ and Sam than they won with Baker. And the team looked good with Sam last week. I mean, the offense moved and against a, a Broncos defense that, you know, not the best in the league, but pretty good. And they have good corners. And Sam, you know, he threw really well on Sertain. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, how Baker does. But, you know, we're here focused on the Panthers today and Baker's gone. So I can't, you know, I, you heard the rumors that potentially – the Panthers could move on from him. I don't know that I really ever thought they would. Although I'm not shocked that they did. Uh, I figured they'd keep him around for the rest of the season. I mean, you never know. Sam could go down. I mean, PJ could go down. But they both had injuries this season. Baker had an injury. I mean, uh, they could have kept him around as insurance. I don't know what happens if Sam goes down. I don't know who plays <laughs> quarterback if you know who's backup quarterback for pj if, if that happens so there very well could be a fourth quarterback to start for the panthers at some point this season i'm not hoping that it happens but it very well could happen uh on the injury front again henry anderson all right defensive end guy that we brought in essentially to, to kind of replace reddick although the talent levels are completely different um but just as a body uh, you might have noticed he hasn't been playing much the last few weeks. Uh, that's because he had a stroke. News came out today that he had a stroke. He was in the hospital. He lost feeling in his legs. His you know, words were slurred. He didn't know what was going on. Turns out he had a stroke. Uh, he is back healthy and apparently ready to play football again. You know, just weeks after having a stroke. Um who knows? You know, I mean, these guys have so many, they hit their head so much. Uh, you just never know what's going on in there. So big, uh, you know, hoping that Henry Anderson never has another and, he, and he's back healthy and we get to see him on the field. He's been a kind of a bust on the field here this year. Nothing really to talk about. And, he, and it's not like he came in as a prized player or anything, but we were hoping to get some production out of him. Haven't really gotten much at all, so. Uh, that's the news. Uh, let's go ahead and look at the PFF scores for last week, as we often do. Uh, we'll take a look at the top five and the bottom five for offense and defense for the Panthers. Uh, let's see. Offense. Let's go with number one, Ian Thomas. Ian Thomas. Number one on the PFF score. Well, that's tell you, that just tells you all you need to know about PFF. Not, not that Ian Thomas had a bad game. He had a, for Ian Thomas, he had a great game. But uh, 76.8 score for Ian Thomas. 90.5 in, in the passing game. 
Pass block, 44.1. I thought he was a good blocker. Hmm. Uh, Deontay Foreman, number two, with a 76.5. Only 35 snaps for uh, Deontay Foreman. Uh, DJ Moore gets in there with a 75.8. I'm sure that big catch helped him out there. Steven Sullivan with 15 snaps ends up at number four with a 74 score. And then we've got Sam Darnold rounding out the top five. Rare to see a quarterback in the top five, but he ends up with a 73 score. Looking at the bottom five, we've got LaVisca Chenault sitting at number 22 uh, with a score of 58.7. Cade Mays, who only had six snaps, and I honestly thought he looked okay as the fullback, essentially. Uh, 58.2, Bradley Bozeman, center. Uh, you know, Bradley Bozeman's been up and down when it comes to the PFF scores this season. On the field, I think he's been okay. Uh, actually, I think he's been very good. Uh, 57.4 for him. Iki Aquanu, again, you know, we're seeing Iki on the bottom of these lists a lot, but he's not giving up sacks. 53.3, and then Brady Christensen, 46.3. So three of our, three of our starting offensive linemen, the bottom three PFF score, yet I feel like Sam had plenty of time. Sam made good throws. So PFF, you know, it's it's hit or miss. It really is. Uh, let's take a look at the defense here. There we go. All right, number one on the defense, Brian Burns, 89.6. That's an elite score. That is an elite score. Uh, Frankie Louvu coming in at number two. Love Frankie Louvu. Marquise Haynes getting 28 snaps. His snap count starting to creep up there, which we have been begging for because one of the guys in the bottom five shouldn't be getting as much snaps as he does. We'll talk about him in a second. Uh, Xavier Woods with a 30, uh, 73.2 on 39 snaps. And then Sam Franklin, 71.8. Looking at the bottom five, uh, TJ Carey corner that's the guy that we picked up just a couple of weeks ago i think uh, only 15 snaps but 47.9 score for him then yitor gross matos uh 47.6 now yitor had a couple of tackles i mean he was okay but 47.6 i mean give me marquise haynes give me marquise haynes on that right side or left side right side every single day every single day i don't want to see etor out there anymore i'm done with etor etor cannot be on the team next year i'd be perfectly happy with that brandon smith uh 10 snaps for him 43.5 i think the guy just needs he just needs playing time bravion roy uh 42.9 and then kobe jones 11 snaps 28.4 uh that's another defensive end <clears throat> I think the Panthers tell me what you guys think would you guys be upset if they drafted you know if they're drafting say in the top 10 if, if we don't end up making the playoffs and the season kind of falls out from underneath us would you be okay with them drafting a defensive end in the top 10 instead of a quarterback I guess it depends on who's available but you got to figure probably those top two quarterbacks easily aren't going to be there uh, you know outside of the top five probably you might have Levis, you know, Hooker's going to be there. Richardson's going to be there. So, I don't know. Uh, I think they definitely need to address the edge rusher in the offseason. Um, either that or give Marquise Haynes the start 
for the rest of this season. But, you know, he's kind of up and down. So they need to figure something out there. It's not uh, what what they're doing right now is just just not working. Um, all right. Well, going to take a quick break and we'll come back with some trivia, injury reports, and then keys of the game. CBDX.com. We've talked to you guys about this every week. CBDX.com. I reach into my little drawer uh, right here. I've got my CBDX gummies. Uh, Delta 8, 25 milligrams D8 THC. They're great, honestly. D- adults only, obviously. You can't order this stuff unless you're 18, but... I mean, it does everything you want it to do. Everything you'd want from an edible, it does. Uh, they also have vapes. They have flour. They have you know all the stuff that you would not want to go out to a dark alley and buy. You can just buy it from the comfort of your home online. Uh, CBDX.com, promo code MEOW. It's going to get you 20% off and free shipping. And it's going to give us a little bit of a kickback. So you want to help out the show and help out yourself. CBDX.com, promo code MEOW. 20% off and free shipping. All right, let's get back to the show here. We're going to do a little bit of trivia. Obviously, uh, Jerry normally does the trivia. So I'm just going to ask you guys the trivia. Uh, the Panthers and the Seahawks have played 14 games in their history. What is the Panthers' record against the Seahawks? I'm going to give you 10 seconds. I'm not going to give you 10 seconds. That's too much dead air. The Panthers are 4-10. and 10 against the Seahawks in their history. Now, we talked about last preview for the Broncos that the Panthers were like 1-6 against Russell Wilson, that only victory coming in the 2015 season. So, obviously, in the past, what, 10, 12 years, they've only won one game against Seattle. So, uh, they're due. That's all that means is that we're due. It's time to win. Uh, Russell Wilson's not there anymore. Kind of wish he was because he's terrible. But, uh, yeah, we'll see if we can break break into that streak a little bit and get that fifth win. Uh, what was the first year that Seattle and Carolina played against each other? Now, the Panthers came into the league 95. Okay. Uh, but, you know, the divisions were all weird back then. The answer is 2000. The year 2000, it was five years the Panthers were playing before they played the Seahawks. Uh, that seems weird. I don't know, maybe was Seattle in the AFC at some point? I don't know. I'd have to look into that more, but um, that is what it is. Uh, all right, let's take a look at some of the injuries here. Starting with the Panthers. Uh, we got Corey Littleton, did not practice today. Deontay Foreman did not practice today. Now, Deontay Foreman said he was 95% sure that he will be out there on Sunday. So, that's pretty good odds. Uh, the rest of these guys limited practice today. Brian Burns, Iki Aquanu, Miles Hartsfield, Matt Ioannidis, Giovanni, Giovanni Ricci, and Xavier Woods. All limited practice. Looking at the Seahawks, they've got some guys that are pretty... Uh, important to their team that are hurt. All of these guys did not practice on Wednesday. DJ Dallas, Kenneth Walker, those are their running backs. Kenneth Walker, rookie, sensational he's been this season. Um, But he 
strained his ankle. So he didn't sprain his ankle. Uh, Matt Carroll actually described it as a jamming of the ankle, which just sounds pretty painful. I mean, think about when you jam your finger, jam your ankle. Uh, But so they they don't really know. They don't know if he's going to be ready to go Sunday or not. But he's not practicing yet. Marquise Goodwin did not practice. Will Disley did not practice. Ryan Neal, their safety, did not practice. Uh, Travis Homer, another running back, limited practice. And then Abraham Lucas, uh, tackle, limited practice. The rest of these guys listed on the report but full practice. Bruce Irvin, Jordan Brooks, Al Woods. Uh, those linebackers and a nose tackle there. So, uh, you know, if uh, Kenneth Walker can't play, uh, you know, DJ Dallas is okay. You know, he's good catching the ball out of the backfield. I would not be nearly as worried about him running the ball as I would Kenneth Walker. Uh, but the Panthers have been decent against the run this year. Uh, you know, take a couple of games out, obviously, you know, mainly against the AFC South or AFC North. But, um, you know, the Kenneth Walker, he's, he's, he's good. He's good. So if he misses the game, that would be a boon for the Panthers. Uh, Panthers are three and a half point underdogs in this game in Seattle. Is that right? Let me let me double check that. Panthers Seahawks. Because that feels no, that's right. Three and a half point favorites or three and a half point underdogs. Excuse me against the Seahawks, and the over under is forty four. That over-under keeps creeping up. Uh, you know, there were several weeks where the Panthers were, you know, in the 30s. Uh, didn't matter who they were playing. They were in the 30s for over-under. So now we're at 44. Uh, you know, Vegas seems to like Sam Darnold, I guess. Uh, all right. So key matchups here. Things that the, we need the Panthers to do to win this game. Look, it, this isn't hard, right? Put some pressure on Geno. Like every quarterback in the league, He's worse under pressure than he is when he has a clean pocket. When he's in a clean pocket, he's amazing. He's got 17 touchdowns, only four interceptions in a clean pocket. He's got a 91 PFF score with a clean pocket. That's the same as not bl- you know not being blitzed. It's very similar, uh, very similar numbers. Actually, almost identical numbers. 17 touchdowns, four interceptions. Uh, when he's under pressure. He's got a PFF score of 63. He's got only five touchdowns and two interceptions. Uh, Completion percentage under 60% versus 78% when he's clean. 78% when he's clean. Uh, I'm sure that's similar to a lot of high-end quarterbacks, but this is Geno Smith we're talking about. This guy was forgotten about for several years. And he has had a massive career resurgence this year. And I like Geno. Uh, I, you know, I was one of the ones that thought that the Panthers should have gone after Geno a couple of years ago when he was available and brought him in for a, you know, tryout, backup quarterback job, whatever. And I had no idea that he would be this good. Uh, I don't think anybody, maybe outside of Pete Carroll, knew that Geno would be this good. Let me, let's talk about that for a minute. So they give up Russell Wilson. You know, probable Hall of Famer, uh, Super Bowl champ, face of the franchise for almost a decade. And they they get a bunch of picks, obviously, for Russell Wilson. And then they just, there's, there's a competition between Geno Smith and Drew Locke in the offseason. 
a real competition. This wasn't like made up for the media or something like that. Uh, or like a Baker versus Sam Darnold competition where everyone knew the outcome. A lot of people thought Drew Locke was going to be the quarterback of this team. They thought he was the better quarterback. He's not. Geno Smith has been incredible. Geno Smith has been a revelation this year. And Geno Smith could get a decent contract extension from the Seahawks. Uh, you know, is he going to be a $100 million guy? They, I mean, he's still fairly young. Man, uh, if you had Geno Smith career turnaround on your bingo card this year, then hats off to you because I did not. Um, so that's going to be our first key. Get pressure on Geno. That ties right into get Marquise Haynes out there. Let him rush. Let Luvu rush. You know, Luvu's a, a very good pass rusher. I'd like to see him doing that a little more. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, Panthers need to establish the run. You know, again, this is something Steve Wilkes desperately wants to do every game. And the games that we've won, we have established the run. Uh, the Seahawks give up 155 yards per game. That's 31st in the league. This is a team you can run on. Uh, obviously, Deontay Foreman dealing with a little bit of an injury there, hoping that he is okay. Um, kind of weird that after the bye week, he's still dealing with something. You wonder if he would have played last week if they had a game. But, you know, between him and Chuba, got to do something. And Blackshear, I guess, you know, they're going to have an opportunity to put up some big numbers. And if the Panthers can run the ball, and especially if Kenneth Walter is out uh, and the Seahawks can't establish the run, the Panthers should win this game, honestly. Uh, we should be able to win the time of possession battle, which is very important, uh, and just kind of keep possession of the ball, keep our defense rested. That's your key to success. I think that's that should be the number one key is establish the run, keep your defense off the field, continue to move the chains. Every week we say this, continue to move the chains, man. They can't convert third downs, the Panthers. They're, you know, Even last week with Sam, they were not good at converting third downs. So we're going to throw that in there as an additional key. <laughs> Figure out how to move the chains on third down. Uh, you know, and this goes back to what I've been yelling about for years is the need for a, a good tight end really since Greg Olson even since before Greg, Greg Olson left after he got hurt after he hurt his foot he was never the same um, and we haven't had anybody that can that can be that possession third down guy I mean you know they're, they're looking at DJ CMC's not here anymore Ian Thomas Tommy Trimble they're not reliable uh, I'd like to see Chenault run some routes. Maybe he can be in the slot, do something, and, and catch the ball instead of only catching the ball in screen passes. That's all they do for him. Literally, that's all they do for him. I don't think he's run a route and caught a ball yet that's not been behind the line of scrimmage. So it would be nice to see him do something out there. Uh, our last key here is going to be to win the turnover battle. Seattle averages two turnovers a game. And they, they have a, basically a plus four differential on the season, which isn't terrible. You know, Seattle's not a world beater. They're a good team. They're a surprisingly good team. This is a team that a lot of people thought were going to be at the bottom of the league this year. They thought these the, the Seattle Seahawks were going to be in line for one of these top quarterbacks. 
Instead, it looks like Seattle's going to make the playoffs. They could very easily be that sixth or seventh seed to make the playoffs in the NFC. Uh, Panthers only only way Panthers make the playoffs is if we win the NFC South. Obviously, uh, I don't think any team in the NFC South would make the wild card. Even like the division winner, it probably wouldn't be a higher record than the seventh playoff seed in the NFC. So, uh, but Seattle's gonna do it. I think they're gonna they they're gonna make it. Um, I hope that they don't win this game to help their cause there. But uh, they're a pretty good team. They have flaws though. They do have flaws, and the Panthers are playing well. You know, take out that Bengals game. The Panthers have played well. You know, they played really well against Baltimore on the defensive side. Offensive side, they could do nothing. Um, But, you know, we've got Darnold back in there, which Darnold has a good offensive line for the first time in his career. Okay? Okay. Maybe we see something different from him. Uh, Last week was a good start, but he had three pretty decent games the first three games of his career here. And everyone thought that, hey, it was just a change of scenery. That's all he needed. Uh, Turns out he needed more than that. Um, And he's now got more than that. He's got a good offensive line. The offensive personnel outside of CMC being gone is pretty much the same. You know, from from a well, no, actually, it's not the same because Robbie Anderson's gone. Um, but you've got Terrace Marshall finally, seemingly, on the come up. Uh, DJ is DJ. You've got Chenault, who they can throw to in the backfield, I guess. Um, tight ends, nothing. So, you know, he doesn't have everything he needs. Sam, he doesn't have the best team around him, but he's got pieces and he's got, he's going to have time. He's going to have time to throw the ball, which is not something that he has had his entire career. So that's what we're looking forward to seeing. I uh, want to see if Sam can, you know, play back to back decent games. Uh, and again, last week he had to be pretty rusty. He started off pretty rusty. He even said it in the post game conference that he felt like uh, he needed a, a few throws to really get it under him. To, to feel like he was back out there. Um, and you could see it. You could see that he was a little nervous. He had a couple of throws that were way off time with his receiver. So hopefully with the bye week and practices, you know, we should see maybe not as good as Sam can be. Still only a second game back. But he should look better than he did last week. And he looked okay last week. So that's positive, right? That's uh, something that we can look forward to. Uh, all right. So, Beer Bet of the Week, we don't have one. It's going to be the first game of the season that we do not have a Beer Bet of the Week. But if I were to think of what the Beer Bet of the Week could be, I would say that we would probably look at Sam Darnold. And we'd probably do something like 225 passing yards over under Sam Darnold. I'd probably take the over. Jerry would take the under. So we're just going to say that that's, that's the Beer Bet this week. Uh, bold predictions. Jerry is going to go back to the well. He does this every week. Terrace Marshall Jr., over 100 receiving yards. He's going to keep doing it until Terrace Marshall Jr. actually gets over 100 receiving yards. And it could be this week. It could be this week. Seattle doesn't have a, a great defense. Their pass, uh, or, you know, passing defense is better than their rushing defense. 
Their rushing defense is terrible. Uh, but they can be thrown on. You can move the ball on them through the air. Uh, so I think Terrace Marshall could have a big game this week. I would actually agree with Jerry on that. Uh, my bold prediction is going to be, oh, let's go. Let's go with, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it positive here. And I'm going to say that Deontay Foreman outrushes the entire Seahawks team by himself with over 175 rushing yards. I think Deont- this, is De- this is the Deontay Foreman earn your next contract game. 175 yards, maybe even gets a couple of touchdowns. I'm not going to predict that. But I think that this is going to be a big Deontay Foreman game. It should be. Honestly, that's what the Panthers should do. They should lean on him hard. 30 carries for Deontay Foreman in this game. Uh, game predictions. Jerry has picked the Panthers to win 27-20. to 20. Uh, That's going to give you 47 total points. So Jerry does think that the game is going to go over. Uh, I'm going to also pick the Panthers to win this game in a bit of a closer matchup. I think it's going to be 2017. I'm going with the under. Uh, I just think this is kind of going to be a defensive game. I think the Panthers are going to control the game. Uh, I think Geno is going to make some plays in the fourth quarter to make it closer than it really is. Uh, So I think the Panthers win 2017. And off we go, man. Who knows? Who knows? Panthers still have to play the Bucs one more time. Still have to play the Saints one more time. Uh, Saints, I mean, look at the Bucs. You know, they get a break with uh, playing San Francisco with Garoppolo not being there. But who knows? Maybe Purdy's the next Tom Brady. You know, he looked pretty good. <laughs> like he's, you know, he made some mistakes, but he looked okay. He looked good enough to keep that team rolling. And, you know, San Francisco's got a very good defense, got an exceptional run game. You know, uh, so the, the Bucks still have to play them. The Bucks still have some losable games on their schedule, including the Panthers. You know, the Panthers whooped their butts the first time they played them. So, uh, would like to see that again, obviously. Uh, I know that the Falcons are off this week. Let me just check uh, to see what the rest of the NFC South is doing this week. So, yeah, the Falcons and the Saints both have a bye. Man, that's a late bye. Week 14 bye. Whew. I'm glad it's not us. And then Tampa does play San Francisco. So uh, This is, by the way, <clears throat> 425 start for the Panthers. Uh, I think this is our last, maybe our last post one o'clock start for the season. They could be flexed. That Tampa Carolina game coming up in week uh, 17, currently a one o'clock game. If this is a close division, I could see that game being flexed. Maybe to the four o'clock game, maybe to a night game. I don't know what other games are on in week 17. So that's, you know, probably wishful thinking, but uh, you never know. So that's your other NFC South games. That's going to do it. Uh, Jerry should hopefully be back for the recap. Uh, let's all wish him a uh, get well soon. Him and his family. You know, I know his daughter was also sick. So let's uh, hope Jerry gets better. And uh, thanks for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Meow Mix Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email them to us 
at mailbag at meowmixpodcast.com. And please go uh, give us a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify or, you know, Apple Podcasts or whatever. You know, I say iTunes all the time because I'm old, but Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all that. all Anywhere that you can get podcasts, you know, leave us a review. We'd appreciate it. Uh, also, uh, like and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, we are over the thousand mark, so we like to keep that uh, going. Uh, we will be back on Sunday evening to recap the game and hopefully talk about a Panthers win. So until next time, everybody stay safe out there and keep pounding. Wow, wow.